All right, it looks like we are live and my audio is going just fine. YouTube, I'm sorry for those of you who are watching me on YouTube and wondering why the hell did it take you so long to go live? Why were there only about three minutes between when I got my notification or less? Could be less than that. Who knows? Did I get a chat? No, I did not get a chat. Sorry. Multiple multitasking here, trying to do several things at the same time. Not going so great, but hey, it is what it is. And we are live and having so much fun here. Everything should be good levels-wise, I believe. We'll find out here. Uh, once I start getting people complaining, we got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about, including the M OTB Open. I almost, I don't know why I almost started with M. Hard things to talk about there. Uh, our winners, gotta talk about the MPO and FPO, talk about the women's global event that happened just recently, and last but certainly not least, we also need to talk about a DIY guide to securing your own disc golf sponsorship. That is right, you can get your very own disc golf sponsorship, but it is not as easy as it sounds. I'd say trust me, but I don't know. I haven't even tried. I have not even not even a little bit there. I'll move this microphone a little closer so I can sit back and you guys can still hear me. Yeah. This is Joe with Joe's Disc Golf Podcast. Hey, how's it going, all you cool cats and kittens out there? Oh yeah. I've rewatched the Tiger King, and it really makes me feel better about myself, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Hey, did you guys catch that 60 minutes clip? I know it was uh 60 minutes this weekend. You know, you're probably going, what the hell? Why is he talking about 60 Minutes? Well, uh, they actually had a pretty cool segment that I saw on YouTube because I don't watch 60 Minutes. I'm far too young to watch 60 Minutes. I'm not an adult or adult. I'm just a kidly adult. Anyway, who? Uh, well, they're talking about UFOs, and they're pretty much like, yeah, government's like, yeah, UFOs are a thing. Aliens are watching us. Um, yeah, don't crap the bed yet. But, uh, yeah, aliens are real. No big deal. Rona. Yeah, that's pretty much how it felt. Uh, really cool, though, watching some of that video footage that from shot from a cockpit of a fighter jet. So, you know, those guys are pretty reliable there. Those guys and gals right there, they're pretty reliable with that. Uh, also, ooh, another topic that I wanted to talk about that I haven't really got into yet. It is the other thing that's in there practice 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 and that's right we've got some practice tips here for you to help you improve your game and get you up and running so much better than you are right now but i guess we should talk about well what we're going to talk about first here and that is our beautiful desk here is sponsored by log what rolls downstairs a loner in pairs rolls over your neighbor's dog what's great for a snack and it fits on your back it's log 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 it's big it's heavy it's wood it's log from blamo hashtag not a real sponsor yep those are the only sponsors i get here so this diy guide to sponsorship well i could probably use a few things from that anyway too otb open page pierce Brings her A-game and returns to tour. No clue why she was not on tour. Could be personal reasons. Could be reasons due to potential injuries. Could be who knows what. Um, I, I don't know. But she was missed uh, recently here on tour. 
and but that that's how it goes sometimes it's just it that is um Paige pierce is uh back on tour uh she said it felt like old times i was thinking the same thing about the tale as old as time katrina and i we have had our ups and downs everybody knows that there's been drama here and there but there's so much love between us it feels good to be on common ground right now she has played so much better today or this past weekend at the otb open Paige pierce has just not been herself i don't know what it is i it it was just one of those things where she has not been playing as well as she could be whether that is some outside distraction whether it's an injury or something i don't know um she said that uh my game has been kind of all over the place my putt has been mediocre at best and it felt good to get the disc in the basket and get back to the roots of why I love playing disc golf. Just having fun with the spectators and hearing the crowd cheer, it's been awesome. And let me tell you, it was really cool to have spectators again. Yes, there are spectators again. There are some at the DDO, now the OTB Open. Not sure about this upcoming tournament, where they're going to be, if they're, uh, if they're going to be anything there. Uh, it, was, it was great to see her out and playing. Uh, it was her and Katrina going all the way down to the wire there. Uh, Paige Pierce, uh, her extra practice paid off. She stayed late on Saturday to get some extra putting practice in, and it really did pay off for her. Uh, it came down to the end there where her 10 under par got her a 10-12 rating. Uh, at this point, it, it just it's crazy just watching her go. Uh, she did a fantastic job there jessica weiss was able to take first place for day one but ended up finishing third with 10 under par total missy gannon uh was just off the podium there at nine under par uh Paige pierce finished 19 under par while katrina allen finished 18 under par it was exciting to watch these two go back and forth we got some really good disc golf out there it was a lot of fun to watch so if you haven't caught uh any of the fpo coverage uh go and find that on youtube i believe it was uh gk pro who did the fpo side of it and they did a great job it was a lot of fun to watch and as much as i love watching this live i know everybody doesn't have six hours for three days in a row to watch this so you can go ahead and catch that there and that's about 45 minutes per round it's kind of nice when you don't have to listen to or, or have the commentators just kill time uh while players walk to their lie and, and that's what it is moving on to the mpo side of this eagle mcmahon uh won he was in first place from the word go until the fat lady sang and yeah he was able to just crush it last time we saw him do this was the las vegas open and then he crapped the bed proceeding at like four tournaments after that so let's hope that eagle mcmahon i'm not saying he has to win i'm just saying like he went from winning to not even cracking the top 10 in some tournaments like dude i don't know what happened injury or whatever i did notice he's wearing a sleeve what's the deal with the sleeve i i want to know i want i want to pray i'm hoping to god that that is not an injury that it is just something that he's thinking about, like, oh, I got to keep my elbow warm so I don't hurt myself. And it's something that he wears to help him out between the ears and not on the elbow. 
because he really needs to take a lesson out of Simon Lazad's playbook and just go, hey, my elbow's starting to hurt. I need to get this checked out. Ah, oh, I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to be a big tough man. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. No, no, no. Don't be stupid. Whatever you do, don't be stupid. Don't try to mask it with ibuprofen or Tylenol or naproxen, Aleve. Don't, don't take a bunch of painkillers. Don't just try to fight it out. If your elbow is starting to hurt, and there's a difference between, hey, I just played three rounds at Swenson Park, and my elbow is sore because I just played three rounds at Swenson Park, and that thing is a bomber course. It's I think it's over 10,000 feet on the MPO side. I can't remember the stats off the top of my head, but like, yeah, you're going to be sore because you're playing at a high level. You're giving it everything you got. Being sore is fine. Being sore is, is normal. Being hurt, having pain in your elbow is not normal. It's not good. It is not a sign of toughing it out. If you go ahead and play this round and then you go ahead and play the next tournament and the next tournament. And guess what? Your next tournament's Las Vegas next year. That is a terrible idea. Can you tell I'm getting worked up here? Because I hate when athletes, pro, college, high school, middle school, t-ball, I don't care. When something hurts, you need to talk to the appropriate professionals. That's why I'm a big advocate of getting an athletic trainer on call at some of these events. Getting an athletic trainer there so that people can go and talk to them about their injuries. Get an athletic trainer on the PDGA board because guess what? We are a valuable resource. We are a group of individuals that can take care of the emergent situations and do rehab. We are the best of both worlds when it comes to emergency issues there as well as rehab and getting players back. We do a lot of work with physical therapists and personal trainers, we work well together with everyone and we are a great blend there that really helps out. And I think the PDGA would benefit from pulling its head out of its butt and getting an athletic trainer there. Whew, rant done. Going back. MPO, OTB Open, Eagle McMahon, first place, start to end. Yes, Eagle McMahon's strokes gain from T to green was a crazy 25.21. That means he gained over 25 strokes on the field as a whole. McMahon had this to say, I feel like this is all leading up to Worlds. I need to turn up the intensity a little bit more to have a chance at Worlds, but this was really a great stepping stone. He finished 32 under par. After a 9 under par final round, he won by 4 strokes. The only time that it was towards the beginning was when Calvin Heimberg came close and Ricky Wysocki came within a stroke. And then Eagle's like, oh, nope, I got to play again. I got to throw the disc, throw disc far into hole. Nailed it. He, uh, James Conrad was outstanding too. He had an 11 under on Sunday, uh, which was good enough to put him into second place. He tied with Anthony Barella at 28 under par. Uh, Conrad is not the uh, distance uh, guy like Eagle McMahon or Calvin Heimberg, but he is great. Um, he is the former putting world champion, and he was doing a great job of that. He was 100% from circle one, and he was 75% from circle two. That was absolutely insane. Go watch his putting. He did great. 
He hit a 38-footer uphill on hole 18 to get second place. That's how good he was doing. He did a fantastic job. Um, he hasn't been that big of a deal this year as he has in the past. And I think that's because he switched to MVP, which he's still, like I've said, a while now. He's learning his bag. He's doing it. He's getting it together. He's figuring out the holes in his bag, the holes in his game, where he needs certain discs to fill certain roles. And it, it's finally coming together. He did a great, great job. Um, unfortunately for Ricky Wysocki, his uh, putter did not do so great in the final round. Before that, he was doing fantastic. He averaged 75% from circle two over the first two days, and then he dropped to just 29% after that. Um, he did he, he did great. I mean, it's just that Eagle did even better, and that's just how it goes sometimes. You can have a great day, and someone else can have just a slightly better day or a slightly better tournament overall. That's just kind of how it goes. Speaking of how it goes, we're going to go to the women's global event. They smashed a whole bunch of records this past uh, couple weekends ago, two weekends ago, I believe it was, or last weekend, um, where they had an astounding, I believe it was 60% increase, 50% increase in participation over the 2018 event despite many areas not being able to participate as normal because of COVID restrictions. That's insane. In total, in total, there were 3,228 players that competed in 99 events. We couldn't break that triple digit there, but 99 events from Florida to Finland to Austin to Australia, Cincinnati to China, we got it all. China, we got it all. The number grew by over 1,000 players from 2018 that is just absolutely insane there's so many people who are getting into disc golf and playing it for the first time and just having so much fun and having something like the global women's global event to just kind of highlight that is great there was a huge increase in female tds so that was great there's 60 percent uh of the women's global event tds were women which is which is nice i mean here's here's the sad truth unfortunately not a lot of women in general are TDs. So when an event like this, especially if you're in a more populated area, you want someone who has had experience running bigger tournaments. And it just, it happens. Um, generally, with the way disc golf is going, guys are more likely to be a TD. That's what they do. Although we've had a few different events here run by the women in our club. All the events seem to go off without a hitch. What's great is... Generally speaking, in our club, we don't care who runs it as long as it's run well. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl or whatever. If the event goes off without a hitch, great. I mean, I try to say thank you, but most people, you know, don't say much. If, if it's bad, if something goes wrong, then, well, guess what? They're going to hear it from everybody, guy or girl, doesn't matter. The nice thing about our club, though, is we've had enough people run enough tournaments of various sizes from large scale tournaments to your little trilogy challenge, which trilogy challenge is fun. Those are coming up. I highly recommend you sign up for one in your area um, and that you can go like maybe your first time TD or maybe it's your second time and you're just you're, you're a little unsure and you just want to go, hey, you know, it's easy enough to call, text, 
Facebook chat, something, get a hold of someone else who's run tournaments and just go, hey, you know, uh, this is my first tournament, this is my second tournament, you know, would you mind being maybe the assistant TD or, you know, what, what are some tips? What are some tips and tricks? What are some things I should know ahead of this versus, you know, before that? So I think what's great about our club is we're willing to help and teach and have people grow as tournament directors and have people get out there and just do things. Uh, so that was great to see that a whole bunch of different age groups were out there at the Women's Global event, that all these people were out there having fun. It was a great, great time. Um, there are player ratings, everything there. There are uh, global leaderboards for everything for a total of 23 different divisions, pro, amateur, age-gated, and all that stuff. Um, the average, um, the, the open women's division four-time PDGA world champion Valerie Jenkins competed for the first, in her first PDGA sanctioned tournament since 2018 and averaged a 956 rated disc golf round at the women's global, global event at Honeyhuck. It was just great. It was just, it was awesome just to see all these different people here. Um, women's global event platinum sponsor Zuka donated disc golf carts with custom WGE embroidery to each division winner. So they gave out 23 carts. Second place got a disc golf bag from Grippy Q. Inova donated disc golf bags for third place finishers. Other prizes are awarded in each division with gift certificates to different things like the Disc Golf Foundation, Ladies First Disc Golf, just a whole bunch of cool stuff like that. It is an absolute blast. Speaking of blasting, the DIY Guide to Securing a Disc Golf Sponsorship to Blast Your Career into the Next Level. See what I did there? Nailed it. So there are, there are a whole bunch of things there. So Maybe you are someone who can absolutely bomb. Now, this article, I want to say, comes from UltiWorld. If you want to get more, this is going to be surface level here. So if you want to get more there, you want to do that. But I'm just going to hit the high points here. Um, it was, uh, if you're someone who just is looking for someone to get sponsorships, wants to do all that stuff, I got some sad news for you. You're not going to get Innova. You're not going to get dynamic discs. You're not going to get Latitude 64, Disc Mania. They're, they're not going to notice you right off the bat. You have to be, I mean, you could be the next Paul Macbeth. You could just pick up a disc and just, boom, you're throwing 500 feet like it's nothing, banging 50 footers like, you know, they're 10 footers. Yeah, you're probably going to get noticed by a whole bunch of different people. But if you're like pretty much everybody else, you're not going to have that. And so you're going to be starting and taking a more traditional route. So once you kind of get to that level where you're getting up to the top, um, as you are trying to get a sponsorship deal, trying to do this, you want to think about, you want to, you, before you start doing that, you want to work on your own disc golf brand. Hey, hey, guess what I'm doing? Working on my own disc golf brand here, Joe's Disc Golf. I know, so creative, so outside the box there but it is just that's what i am i just i'm not that creative when it comes to that kind of stuff so i just that's that's how i am i'm creating a brand i've got followers on youtube i've got followers on twitch on instagram on twitter and what i have consistent across all of that is my name you can find me on facebook twitter instagram youtube and twitch all as joe's disc golf 
Some of it also includes Joe's Disc Golf Podcast, which is where you can find me on all the different podcasting sites. But I'm building that brand right there so people can find me and, and I can bring you quality stuff, quality entertainment, quality disc golf tips, quality, quality. So before you go out and try to get a sponsorship, it, it is helpful to get people that are you are an influencer basically i mean that's that's the short of it you need to become kind of an instagram but what you want to do is kind of separate out your personal twitter facebook twitch youtube instagram so you don't get you know people might follow you for disc golf and they don't care about what you had for lunch or you know you're your great aunt is making all these weird comments on all your pictures. Like that might not be a great idea. You want to have something. Um, you want to have something started before that. It's it's a great idea to get that going. And the author wrote that he started at the understable disc uh, or the at the dot understable. Excuse me. And that is how he kind of got everything going there. He doesn't have a thousand followers, but he's got a strong following of a couple hundred people. Um, so you want to look and research kind of your local scene, the local disc golf store or whatever's going on there. Maybe you have someone who's close, who is all about making minis and maybe you can have their mini support their brand by putting it on a shirt that you wear during tournaments and do that kind of stuff. You want to create a win-win situation where you don't want to go in and go, I want you to pay for all of my tournaments. Now, that would be great. And you know who can ask for that? Paul Macbeth, Paige Pierce, Eagle McMahon, your top level pros. They're, that's all going to be taken care of. What you'll most likely get out of it is maybe some portion of it paid. And in his situation, he is getting a portion of it paid in store credit, basically. So he can go in, then buy discs, and then he can sell them on his own and essentially make money that way. So you have to look at it as what are you going to get out of it? But also what are they going to get out of it? Because that's what they're looking at. They're like, oh, cool. This guy plays disc golf, whatever. Why would we sponsor him? Well, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to promote you wherever I can. I'm going to put your, I'm going to have some kind of logo of yours on my shirt. When I play all these tournaments, I'm going to mention you in X amount of tweets, Instagram posts, whatever. I'm going to promote your stuff there and it's going to be great like that. Or you're going to say, Hey, you know, maybe it's a local restaurant and you're going to say, Hey, you know, I will get you, I will bring in X amount of people every time, every week or something along those lines. That's kind of a great thing to do. Like that's one way to actually get people to do that and to get them in there. Um, just straight, uh, just straight from the article here, I'm just going to read this because I, I can't put it any better. From the sponsor's perspective, sponsoring a player is a way for companies to directly invest in players, connect with the community, and increase awareness of their brand. You get to invest in a player that you want to support and see grow as an individual, and it's a great. It's always great to have someone to root for and follow locally during tournament season. Plus, if you sponsor multiple players, they'll hopefully grow the team as well. Through the players and the connections you make while sponsoring, you get to become more involved in the community, which ideally leads to you to give leads you to give back in some way. All this 
culminates in increased awareness for your brand, which is always helpful when you're trying to grow your company. It's really a great thing to be a part of and it helps everyone involved and I think it's all I think it's true to all levels of sponsorship. So he mentions that the disc golf the the sponsorship sponsorship he gets is from Peak Discs and it says throw local shop local. So he's trying to drive more people local. And that's what you're going to do is you are going to get local people there. You're not going to get on most likely not going to get on Jomez or the Disc Golf Network or Gatekeeper or anything like that and be able to say, hey, go to XYZ, go to Peaks Discs and you can get some great deals there. Yeah, that would throw a whole bunch of stuff that way that's going to throw them a whole bunch of business, but that's not realistic. You're going to build a slow, small um, following through um, your followers on Instagram, on YouTube, on wherever. And you're going to kind of direct them there. Maybe you'll get someone from Texas to go, hey, you know, that sounds like a good deal. Hey, they've got free shipping if I order $50 worth of stuff. Well, it looks like I'm going to order four discs and it'll come out better. And they've got some cool stamps and I get to pick things. And, you know, I'm supporting this guy that I like. Maybe you have a promo code. It's like, hey, you know, enter promo code Joe's Disc Golf and get five bucks off. And then that way Joe's Disc Golf. They know that you sent them there and so on and so forth. It's kind of cool. It's it's kind of nice to know that. So um, it's it's just really interesting to see how that is all kind of panning out there. But uh, you know what doesn't pan out great is a hyzer putt when you're trying to make it from 40 feet. Um, one thing I want to quickly mention here is about how you practice. And that is... I mean, yeah, you've probably heard it in sports dozens of times. This is what all of my coaches have always said. Uh, you play like you practice and practice like you play. So one thing that I've noticed with myself and with plenty of other people is you go out in a casual round and you can have a great time and you can have great time putting, great time doing whatever. You can bang them from 30 feet, 100 out of 100 times in your backyard but when you come up to a tournament and you're going for that first putt and you're 15 feet away and you're going, oh, God, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Well, one thing that you need to do with your practice is do your entire routine. It's one thing like if you're learning and just starting out. Yes, you need to get that muscle memory of getting your arm going and doing certain things and doing all that. Once you get to a certain point where that is natural, you need to go through your entire routine. You need to go through setting down your mini getting into your lie, doing whatever routine it is. Maybe you do two fist or two pumps and then you throw and you kind of rock into it and then you throw. Okay, that's cool. That's going to be great. But that's what you need to do every single time. Because then when you get to your tournament, you're going to just walk up. You're going to put your mini down, move your disc out of the way, step up to your putt, pump twice, go, boom. You didn't even think about it. All of a sudden you're going, wait, I'm pulling the disc out of the basket. When did I throw it? I don't remember ever throwing it, but hey, that's that's just how that happens. Same thing goes with doing field work. Throwing just to throw. I mean, again, if you're just starting out, throwing to throw to work on just form is a good thing. Even it doesn't matter. Like, everybody should go out and work on their form to a certain extent. 
Now, the more you've been doing it, the less you're going to have to work on the form. You might have to fine-tune here and there. Maybe after the off-season, you're going to have to fine-tune for a week or so. And yeah, you've got to shake off that rust, but it, it isn't that bad. But what you really need to do is just kind of work through everything and go to field work and go, all right, today I'm working on my upshots. I'm going to go from 150 feet and 200 feet. And that's all I'm going to do today. I'm going to do backhands only. I'm going to do forehands only. I'm going to do hyzer shots, forehand and backhand. And that's all I'm going to do to 150 feet. And that's it. And that's great. If that's what you want to do, that is absolutely fantastic. You need to have a uh, plan when you go there. It's just going to throw is just a bad idea. I'm not saying like you can't work on trying to get your distance, but maybe you need to film yourself. And one way to improve your distance is you still seem to be getting nose up. And on a distance driver, even a smidge of nose up is going to be huge versus how it should go. So that's what you really need to work on is maybe getting your nose down, get your nose angle fixed or working on those touch shots from, like I said, 150 feet, 200 feet. I say that because that's what I'm working on right now. I need to work on those touch shots. Those are what's kind of holding my game back. My putting, I mean, let's face it, everybody's putting can be better. Except, well, Ricky, when he's hitting 100, or sorry, James Conrad, when he's hitting 100% from circle one. But for those mere mortals without the long flowing locks of James Conrad, he does have great hair, uh, but I digress. Uh, he, uh, you know, you need to go out and you need to work on your putting. You got to go and do that, or you got to work on your field work. And I believe my putting is in a good spot. Um, I still go out. I still try to do my routine and do that several. I, I try to do it every single day. That doesn't always work out, but I still try to get the reps in, but I do it right. I put my mini down. I go through my whole routine. Do I fire off as many putts in a half hour as I would if I just rapid fire no but they're more quality and what you really want is quality over quantity i'm going to try to get out a whole video on this and try to do so much more with that but that's kind of the basics overview there and i hope you enjoyed this one this is a little bit shorter of a podcast a little bit shorter of a one but uh kind of a slower news day uh slower news week had a few things going on here that i couldn't uh, get more information on that i'd like to I want to appreciate everybody who's listening and watching. Thank you so much. Don't forget to follow and like. Hopefully you like this content. I'm getting more and more active on Instagram. You can go ahead and follow me at Joe's Disc Golf. Go ahead and follow me there and on Twitter. Also at Joe's Disc Golf. I want to thank you all for watching. Hopefully I've earned your subscription here on Twitch. Or sorry, earned your follow on Twitch. Earned your subscription on YouTube trying to get that right you know different terms for the same exact thing but that's just how it goes don't forget to rate and review on wherever you get your podcast from follow me on whatever podcast site that you have found this on it really is very appreciated i want to thank you all for watching and listening don't forget to thank treesus if you get a good tree kick if you get a bad tree kick maybe you should reflect and trend and figure out your trend against treesus or you could be like me today on one hole on one throw and get a kick into the woods and a kick out of the woods and land in the middle of the fairway and just kind of look and go what the hell just happened i don't know 
Thank you, Treesus. I don't know what I did wrong, but apparently I fixed it in about uh, half a second from when it hit the one tree, went across the fairway, and back across into the other way. Thank you all for watching, listening, subscribing. I've been Joe, you've been awesome, and you all have a great week, and hopefully you get out and play some disc golf.